Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Kimo. He's a high seer, and we'll explain that. And he's my new friend. Yes, I found on TikTok. And I'm so happy to have him on my show. Welcome, Kimo. Leslie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are brand new friends, and this is our very first play date. It is. It is. And you guys, he's fantastic. The energy this guy brings to me, I'm surprised my computer is not vibrating. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) It is vibrating. I know. It is. At at the very beginning, I said, hey, this guy's a high seer. Can you explain to my listeners what a high seer is and also what you go by on TikTok as well? Thank you so much. So in my culture, I identify as a Hawaiian. That is my lineage. That is where I'm from. That is what is in my bloodline. In Hawaiian culture, but also in Polynesian culture, because I'm a a part of Polynesia, Mm -hmm. we identify those individuals who are able to communicate to energy, people who have the ability to not only communicate, but to help move energy in holistic and healing ways Mm -hmm. as being a seer and then dependent on how much they could actually accomplish within their version of sight was now what we call a high seer. So I say from the very beginning, I am completely aware at all times of spirit energy. And I can tune into spirit energy. But for me as a medium, I don't identify as medium only because that is very new terminology. Okay. Someone who is communicating to spirit, that would be a medium. You know, they're in the middle of the conversation between you and the spirit world. And then there's, you know, the psychic world, which is tuning into our intuitions But what's so challenging is that we don't normally see someone who is working in the energetic world, which is this synthesis of intuitions and spirit, but also much more. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's that's where it gets really wild and confusing and, you know, all the bells and the whistles and all the things that go bump in the night. But as a Hawaiian high seer, that is my old terminology in connection to my, my lineage lines. But I call myself a light seer. And this is the new way of taking my ancient practice that I've learned and applying it to a very neo new way of intuiting. Because the world today is not the same way that the ancients communicated to with. You know, my ancient practice was, you know, thousands and thousands of years old. But we are not a reflection of the ancient world anymore. So I try to fuse those two worlds together. And through me, it's always about color and light. So it's, it's my my terminology of a light seer. And I hope that other people adopt yeah. that as well. Let's get more light seers out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially if it's in your culture. And I know you have a whole family that is ingrained with this wonderful ability. And I love yeah. that. I love that. But I tell you guys what he does on TikTok. And, and, and it's not just this, but this is one of the things he does. And I just love it. He'll he'll do a video and duet it. And he will say, hey, listen, this is real because it's like haunting or there's something that they're saying is a demon or something is, you know, a mist is going across the screen. And he can tell just by looking at the video if it's real or not. And he's debunked so much stuff and people are bad. But, you know, it's like they're trying to get views and you're trying to get. T- tell me how that all works for you, Kimo. Oh, Leslie, listen, (laughs) I love this question. Now, I have to say that when I first joined social media, I was a little reticent because I felt like, well, this is for, you know, the kids who are trying to make dances and stuff like that. And my marketing team said, no, 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 Kimo, 
They said, it's about information now. Right. And I said, okay, well, let me just kind of go on to TikTok then and I'll, I'll make some informative videos. And then I made some for about a week and my marketing team said, great, can we give you some feedback? And I said, yes, because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> they said, <laughs> he said, focus on what you're able to do. And, and I said, well, I'm an educator. And they said, well, then focus on educating. So then I started to really allow myself to step into that role. Mm. And then one day... My marketing team said, we want you to look at these hauntings. And I dug my heels in, Leslie. I said, well, why? They said, well, because we want to see what you have to say. And my immediate response before looking at any of the videos, as I said, well, most of them are fake. And they said, well, how do you know? And I said, well, you forget that I'm not just looking for spirit energy. I'm looking for energy and I'm looking for what's going on in the response in your body, which tells me just by hitting the play button, I can tell by looking at your system, if you are the person in the film, if you're lying or not. And that's not by what you say necessarily. It's not by the way that you look. It's literally the energy vibration in your body. So they said, well, then say that. Wow. (laughs) So I, I reluctantly said, okay. So I did a video and it hit and it went viral. And, and then the amount of questions that came back was, about, well, how do you know that? And how can we see that? And that felt really good to find out that that wasn't so scary. You know, so if you could do that in that video, can you do more? So it just kind of became something that evolved from, you know, trying to dispel fear. And, you know, Leslie, I'm aware there's a lot of snake oil out there and a lot of misinformation. I'm aware of that. Yeah. I actually didn't realize how much misinformation is out there until TikTok because of the amount of people, and and I don't blame them, are asking questions about, well, what about this and what about that? But I was always told this and I was always told that. And I thought, oh, that's so interesting. (laughs) I knew that that thought process was out there, but I didn't realize how many millions of people believe misinformation. So with my debunking videos, Mm -hmm. it's about, okay, well, we are kind of trained to believe in things you know, metaphysically because of what we're being told, but we ourselves are not doing the investigative process. And everything should be about investigating and experimenting and, you know, finding out for yourself what resonates and what is real. And many people will make statements that say, well, but you have it wrong because the Bible says this, and you have it wrong because my grandma says this. And I will always say, well, I love that. But your grandma doesn't know (laughs) and I talk about this on my podcast you know I'm I I <laughs> you know it's one of those things where you know uh, you have to use your discernment you also have to just uh, God gave us a brain and uh, I try to use that myself and and we won't get into all the religion stuff and all that but I really yeah. love the work that you do because if nothing else like I am trying to do with this podcast you're trying to spread awareness and I had to learn this too with a CIA agent I actually interviewed about disinformation and misinformation. There are two different things, and I had no idea. Misinformation is just simply they're, they're giving you the wrong thing because they don't know better. Disinformation is actually knowing they're giving you the wrong information. And that was huge to me because I was like, okay, this is bad. This isn't good. Yes. And you're right. And there are many creators that I have found on TikTok who truly don't know, Kimo, will you look at this? Or I get tagged in a video. We want to know what this is about. And much of it is misinformation. And you are correct. I have found that there is this this current wave of disinformation where people are consciously trying to 
bump up their social media followings mm. by creating fake content. And I, I say in those videos when I debunk them, I say from the very beginning, this is for entertainment. I know that you're doing it to entertain, and I love that. I think everyone should be creative. However, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are many people who are sharing disinformation who are fighting it, saying, yes. no, how could you say that this is real? And I'm looking at you saying, well, I know that you're lying because of the colors in your body, the way that your vibrations are moving. And I can also see it visually because colors will manifest in certain ways when you lie. So I, mm. it's hard because for the viewers, it seems like, well, it's my word against their word. And what I don't want to say is, well, you don't have the ability to see, so you don't know. But in reality, if you can't see it, then you're going to judge whatever you, like right. who's the loudest person in the room. <laughs> hey, you know what, Kima, you must be a tough first date. I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, I'm the worst. <laughs> I mean, like paranoid to death. Worst. <laughs> and you know, speaking of first dates, this is because I am not partnered. But what I tell everyone from the very beginning, when they first meet me and we sit down to have a drink or a cup of tea or dinner or something, I tell them from the very beginning, I don't want you to tell me what you do for work. I, I'm not interested in that. I just want you to tell me about you. Because everyone lies when they tell you about what they do for work because they elaborate. Yes. And I got so tired of hearing all the elaborations mm. that I just, because everyone fibs a little bit. And they don't do it on purpose. They're, they're, they're putting the best version of themselves out there. Right, and, right. and we think that that comes from a resume of work. But for me, the best resume of who you are is just to speak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, just, it it's is. just to speak. Oh, I know. It absolutely is. And that's the thing. I, I watched your video on when you said that you would like literally leave within 10 minutes of meeting oh, most people. I know. <laughs> I, and it's just so sad. I'm sure right now in the dating world, I've been married 26 years, thankfully, mm -hmm. and uh, to, to a wonderful man who doesn't believe in any of this. And he still supports me and loves me. And I'm very happy about that. So there you go. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he's just, but he's amazing. And he's the best man I've ever known. So I'm very, very thankful for that. But I know how hard it is out there. And we can go there if you want. But you know what we ought to do? I want to talk to you since this is kind of a Halloween episode. And I talked to you about that. Yes. Can you talk to me about some kind of some scary things that you were like creeped out about if you've ever witnessed anything like that? Oh, my good Leslie, do you have a week? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I do can it, man. Fill your brain full. No. I'm going to talk about some experiences that I have witnessed and experiences that I've had. Okay. Now, for me, because everything is about when we witness fear, how can we witness fear but then choose to see through fear? Mm -hmm. So, for example, I've been asked to join a lot of paranormal investigations. Right. And a paranormal investigator isn't necessarily intuitive. They're just very curious. So they come with a lot of gadgets and gizmos and spirit boxes and SLS cameras and all this device to right. try to see, well, what is happening electromagnetically? But I say from the very beginning, great. But my problem with spirit boxes, and this happened recently on investigation that I did with someone. Okay. I said, my problem is you're using spirit boxes, and spirit boxes are only programmed to be able to communicate in certain ways. And it's almost as if you're reading a text message. You're going to misinterpret the volume, oh. the depth. You're going to misinterpret. Okay. So when they walked through this home, and it was someone who had unalived themselves, mm. and there was a lot of reports of pedophilia and more, mm. and we're going through this house, and they're saying, oh, here's what the spirit box is saying, and I'm listening, and I'm saying, but you just misinterpreted that text. I said, because what that spirit is actually saying is, this is the intention of what I was doing, and my intention was 
to actually try to embrace this and this, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. So the action looked like I was doing this and this and this. And what's fascinating is when you're met with someone who has already developed a narrative of what that person is going to be like and that spirit energy is going to be like, then they're going to manifest energy that fulfills that kind of thought pattern, right? Wow. Okay. Right. And for me, I say, okay, I can see what you're doing and I can see the version of this person who, you know, was scary. I can see that version because that version just walked into the room. Okay. But I know that I can look through that version and find out what's on the other side. Mm. And that's the biggest difference between me and a conventional medium because mediums will definitely have their ceiling of where they can stop seeing. So, you know, many mediums will say, oh, but that person has an attachment chemo. It's very, it's very harmful if you say that person doesn't have an attachment. And my response is, well, what is harmful is for you to say that they have an attachment when you don't know any better. Ooh. What you don't know is that an attachment in what you are viewing as attachment is actually undiagnosed schizophrenia or, uh, you know, or yes. someone who is heavily depressed and you don't know that. And right. if you medicate them on the wrong thing, then you're actually going to create some damage. And that's a big schism that me and other mediums kind of have because okay. it challenges their abilities and sometimes mediums don't want to be challenged, you know? Well, and I, what I love about you guys, all of you have a lot of things that you can do similarly. You can do things, yeah. uh, but every single one of you are different. And that's why it's so yeah. important to me to get uh, your take and your feeling on how you do it. Because it's all everyone's journey. Everyone has their own personal journey. This is how you get to uh, experience yeah. other side. So tell me anything scary. <laughs> well, let me give you an example. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example of spirit energy, and then I'll give you an example of energy. Okay. Because they're not the same. Okay. So I was doing a session with someone. And it was a girl and she, and she was a friend of mine and I'm talking about this. And I said, well, where's your, where's your partner? And her partner was in the other room. Mm-hmm. And I quickly, even though she was in one room and he was in the other room, I, I tuned into him and I said, oh, well, your partner's hanging out with a friend. And she says, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, he's hanging out with this friend. And I described what the friend looks like. And she goes, chemo, he's completely by himself. And the person you just described is his friend who just unalived himself. Oh, my God. And I, and I said, oh, okay, well, then. I'm going to ask you to have your partner have a different session with me at a different date, which we did. So her partner has a session with me later, and he and I are talking. We're going through all these things, and I'm explaining what's going on for the spirit energy, you know, of the friend who had unalived himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through all these things, and this gentleman says, Kimo, you're describing all these things that are, like, really helpful and positive, but that's not who he was. He says who he was was a very different human being. He was very much an ogre. He had a lot of weight on his shoulders. And I had a moment where I slipped. And I say that as an energetic slip because I choose in my consciousness to only communicate to energy in a certain way. And that energy must comply with the way that I choose to intuit them. However, when he said... My friend was actually the exact opposite. My mind slipped and I looked into what this client saw. And all of a sudden I saw this enormous energy come forward and it shocked me and scared me a little bit. And I said, okay, we have to pause for a moment Mm. because what you just did brought an enormous amount of energy in that I'm trying really hard to move through. I'm trying to get to clarity and you just did this. And he says, well, the way that he killed himself was highly publicized. It was a really big event. 
because it was a public event. And I said, I'm going to ask you to not tell me exactly how they did that because we're not doing that. He said, okay, 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 okay. So we kind of wrap up the session. Now here's where things get a little spooky. Okay. I wrap up my session and I turn off my computer and I was like, I got to take a shower. And I live by myself. So I, I leave my bathroom door open mm-hmm. and I go and I'm in the shower. And all of a sudden I can hear my dog and my dog doesn't bark. He's, he's a non-darking dog, non-darking dog, <laughs> a non-barking dog. Yes. So I hear my dog freaking out as if he's tearing something apart, like, like going crazy. Oh my gosh. And immediately as I'm standing in my shower, I had this moment of realization and I said out loud, I forgot to close the spirit door because oh. there's all these spirit portals that you open up in order to communicate to them. But this version of his friend had come in and I forgot to transmute him back to how I desired. Oh my god! And I sent him back through the spirit door. And I was in the shower and immediately my heart dropped because I could feel that energy coming into the room. Oh, no. And I started to feel all these pains of fear. And I know what fear feels like. Yeah. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I am going to finish my shower on my own time and then I will walk out there and I will handle it. Good for you. And then the moment I said that to myself, I could hear my kitchen furniture, which was on the opposite side of the wall of my bathroom. I could hear it sliding across the floor. Oh my god. And gosh. I knew exactly what was and I knew exactly what was happening. Spirit was throwing a tantrum. And wow. I do not believe that my house is haunted. I see spirit energy every day, but I do not believe my house is haunted. Yeah. So I said, No, I'm not doing that either. So I finish my shower, I wrap my towel around myself, and I walk out of my bathroom to go see how my dog is. And as I turn the corner, I'm literally hit by the spirit energy, and it was massive. And I started to choke. I started to feel as if I couldn't breathe, as if someone had put a bag over my head and I was being asphyxiated. Like, that's what it felt like. And I quickly popped myself out of that experience, and I said, if you want to communicate with me, you need to show yourself in a way that I want you to see. And instantly, all that energy, it's like when you let go of an inflated balloon and it kind of goes, that's instantly what happened. And everything dropped. Then all of a sudden, I saw the spirit energy in the way that chemo desires to see spirit. And there was apology. It filled with light and it left. When I went into my kitchen, I couldn't find my dog because he was hiding. The furniture in the kitchen had all been shifted. Chairs had been moved and more. Now, I immediately got on the phone with this client and I said, I'm just going to ask you a question. I said, out of curiosity, how did your friend unalive themselves? I didn't ask that before. Uh-huh. And he said, oh, he, he put a bag over his head. And, oh, my you know. gosh. And it was one of those moments where had this been um, a horror film, it would have been hollywooded and you know yeah. music and terrifying and i can't lie it was very scary yeah but i have choice and i remind this to every single individual you have choice and your choice is to either engage into the emotion of that first level consciousness of fear or you can make a choice to remove and transmute that energy now that's not easy to do right it's very very hard to do and well, it takes yeah. practice Absolutely. And I was talking to one of my, uh, another medium that's a friend of mine, Crystal Miles, you, you're friends with her too. I just interviewed her last week and her episode will come up right before yours. And she said, you know, cause I, cause Michelle, the medium, I've also interviewed her. Now she feels a calling to deal with darker entities, but you and Crystal 
obviously deal with it differently. You don't present to them and they don't present to you. You stay away from that. And to me, I I love, that's what I love about this because you don't even have to encounter it. But if you let your guard down or whatever, uh, and he knew you were vulnerable, but then you didn't feed into that and he didn't have any energy to give you back uh, any more than you could give him. So I love that. Now you and I were talking earlier about Hitler and Dahmer, because I was like, you know, all these really bad people, because I know there's no hell, but I know maybe they're not where we are, because I know my real father isn't, and he's gone now. And I was talking to my mom, I told you I talk to my mom sometimes, I was like, where is he? And she's like, he's not where I am. And I asked you, what did she mean by that? And you were like, hey, well, this is what she meant. So can you tell my listeners what you think a Hitler or a Dahmer or a Gacy goes? Yeah, and thank you for asking that question. And my response is always not what I think, but what I know. And what I know is based on what I'm literally told by spirit energy and then what I tune into what they see. And this is just one of those things that I didn't realize I was doing until I was a little older, that I was literally borrowing sight of different beings and individuals in order to help me understand what it actually looks like. So I'm going to describe what it looks like. And then I encourage the listeners to kind of make up their own mind. But here's what it looks like. It looks like a place of rehab. It really does. I mean, not in our like human (laughs) understanding of what rehab might look like, but Hitler, I'll tell you what Hitler looks like contingent on how many times I've tuned into Hitler. And I have tuned into Hitler wow. because I'm, I'm incredibly curious. Yes. So when I tune into the energy of Hitler, let me explain what it looks like and what I learned from Hitler. Okay. The way that Hitler looks in terms of soul energy, and I really am going to encourage the viewers to remove what they think they understand of what soul energy looks like because it is nothing nothing that you think okay. like soul energy doesn't resemble a human body. It doesn't look anything like that. Right. Right. It is this amorphous energy. But in this place of rehab are many individuals who have committed some kind of monstrous atrocities because they felt like, well, these are the best choices for me, or I was being led down a path like this and I couldn't contain myself or control myself. And it is a relearning zone. Yes. They literally have to relearn how to assimilate. And we have our human minds that say, well, someone who created so much atrocity deserves to be in hell and burning forever. But there is no hell. So that equivalent of what we might think of as eternal damnation is really this soul in a place of deep learning and reflection. And literally having to face all of the atrocities that they did one by one, many by many, and it depends on the person. It truly depends. Now, when I saw that for the very first time, I am so inquisitive that it wasn't enough information for me. So then I'm able to tune into like the history and the timelines of individuals. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I just said, well, let me just kind of tune into what caused the product of Hitler? What was some of the causations? And some of that was deeply affected and connected to what happened in childhood. Mm. 
you know. And a lot of that was because Hitler was incredibly artistic. I can't believe you're saying this. I've heard this before. One other person, you're the only other person I've ever heard say this. And I was just going to say, I thought he was artistic and his dad thought that was kind of sissy and he didn't like it. Well, and, and you're correct. And I wouldn't use the term of sissy. It'd be the father not understanding. Okay, you know, yeah. Because the father didn't understand, it was a major no-no. Okay. And that lack of understanding mm. translated for the father as, well, this must mean not masculine enough. And this must mean if he leans into the arts, he's not going to lean into this. Right. But we, now let's talk about the evidence because we know that Hitler was an immaculate art collector. Mm-hmm. Right. Always. And was hiding everything. And this is the part that is really challenging for me to talk about. In so much of Hitler's experimentations, a lot of those experimentations that he desired to have his scientists do was about, well, how can we combine this and how can we change this and how can we tune into this in ways where it was wired in his brain to think artistically. However, the action was horrific, Mm. you know, like Mm -hmm. removing limbs and reattaching them to different parts of the body, like just really horrific, horrific acts that should never be done. Right. right. But it was this sense of artistry that wasn't used. It was abused and it was rechanged, literally rechanged and suppressed. So what's something that could have been overdeveloped was underdeveloped. And that was some of the reasons why this person was the way that he was. Let me ask you this, though, Kimo. Do you think he came down to do this? Because I do think we decide kind of what we're going to do and our parents and all that. Do you think he might have just gotten derailed? Well, this is the eternal conundrum when it comes to timelines, right? Right. right. Because timelines, you know, there's no such thing as exact futures, but there are things that happen in Mm -hmm. terms of your choices and your environment that affect your version of your future. Right. And right. this this is where things get really, really hard. Yes. You know, and the <sighs> impact of what has happened since then has been global awareness, you right. know. And we're always going to fight global awareness because there's always going to be racism and bigotry and misogyny and, right. and yeah. you know, intolerance. But this created major global awareness. Exactly. Now, it, growing up in Hawaii, and then I went to college on the West Coast, I didn't grow up in any kind of community that had a, a large Jewish or Hasidic community. I didn't grow up with that. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to New York City in the 90s, it was one of the very first things that I wanted to investigate. I wanted to immerse myself within the communities that I didn't understand. Right. So I got right. to know people who were Jewish. I went to lots of memorials. I spent time in Germany. Wow. I, I did a lot of work so I could understand empathically and in my humanistic personality traits so really try to identify how can i be a catalyst for this information so it never happens again right right because you know that's another thing because i've had a near-death experience you say what if hitler did come down to do those things so that we would learn and that's where you say well that's victim blaming and i get that and it's unfair and it's not right and i totally get what you're saying and i get that but now we have that global awareness that maybe, and I'm, I'm not saying we don't know good from not good, but it's just, it's a very deep conversation and I'm here to talk to you about ghosts. So let's talk more about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Clearly we can go off on a tangent. Let me yeah. give you an example of, of energy. Okay. And this one is going to, and I hope your viewers are really leaning forward when they hear this one, because okay. this is where it gets confusing. Okay. Because spirit energy is not the same as energy. Spirit energy we can define as someone who was in a body. 
Someone who had a body, the body passed, the body then, you know, releases a consciousness energy that then is interpreted as spirit. Spirit is also a part of soul energy. So, right. it's, you know, they're not mutually exclusively one. But energy is motions and vibrations and frequency that move, that can move objects, that can move around you, within you, but are not coming from a body. So they were not in spirit. Okay. And this is where things start to get lost in translation, because that is the energy that a lot of practitioners would say, well, in the Bible, that was written as demon. Now, I do not use that language of demon because it's already dropped in dogma that right. says, well, that means that there has to be a higher power and a lower power. And I say that was well, not power. It's just, you know, how are you tuning into those kinds of energies? Right. And you would be surprised like I'm right now I'm in the middle of the woods in the middle of the woods. I'm on this property that my parents own. They're the first inhabitants in this wow. wood. And there is always energy around. And yes. when I look at it, I can see, well, that's the energy of doubt. And then that's the energy of anxiety. And that one over there, that's the energy of depression. Mm. It is always moving, but it's just looking for someone to house it. It's mm. just looking for a body to allow it to harbor for a while. You know, and this is not contingent on people. Is it around people? Sure. When I go back home and I live in New York City, I see it everywhere. And energy has a consciousness, but not like a living mind like you and I would have. Right. So let me give you let me give you an example. Okay. My family came to visit me, all of my family, they're all very, very intuitive, and they all came to visit me in 2018 in New York City. And I took them on all these different, you know, excursions. And one of the things that we did is we went to the you know 9-11 memorial sure. now this is a place that i i don't recommend a lot of intuitives going to because of what happens to energy in that area okay. right and, and i was here for 9-11 i was literally on my way to take class when wow. the when the towers fell right i was here for that it was a very very challenging time for me to be nice. there yeah. but i have never ever since it happened i've never been to go visit that site because really? of how much energy is at that site. Oh, yeah. But I took my family. So I went there for the very first time with them. And we're walking around the memorial that's above ground. Mm -hmm. And I was walking next to my brother. And my brother is a very high clairtangent individual, which means he's very in tune with physical sensations and vibrations and more. Okay. And he's, he's about six feet away from me. And he is a big guy he's tall he's tattooed he's muscled he's a very very big man uh -huh. and i heard energy moving and energy sounds like something to me and i look behind me and it felt like this army of energy moving through really quickly all these other individuals and it was making a beeline right for me and my brother oh, and before i had the chance to warn my brother because my brother doesn't have the gift of sight but he has the gift of touch okay. instantly it moved through my brother and i and I watched my brother's knees buckle. And I watched this big man fall. And I moved forward and I caught him and I looked at him in all of the color. He was a very, very dark skinned man. He was white as a ghost. Oh my God. And I looked at him and he knows his own practice. He says, get me to a tree immediately. Yeah. So I dragged him and we found a little small tree. I propped him up against it. He puts his hand on the tree to recalibrate. Right. And I watch his color slowly come back to himself. Right. Yes. And he says, what did you just see? And I said, it looked like an army. And he goes, describe it. And I said, well, and I, and I described the color and the texture. And he says, damn it. Oh. 
that's the ones that I hate because he doesn't see it how I see it, yeah. but he feels it, yeah. right? Yeah. And this was a, a combination of pain and hurt and disgust and all of those emotions. It was a combination of that. And it was massive, Leslie, oh. it, big enough to knock this man off of his feet, right? It's, now, yeah. there are many individuals who, if you go to that location, will feel similar things, but it's all about alchemy. The right place at the right time, a certain kind of individual having a certain kind of thought at that right time. And he, in that moment, was at a very reflective thought. Right. And it literally knocked him out. Wow. It, like, And he was almost out cold. Luckily, he was able to regain composure. Oh, my um, God. That would have so scared that, me to death. <laughs> and that is just an example of energy. And now, energy gets confused for spirit. You know, many, many of the times okay. people are experiencing mm. what they believe is a haunting. And really, it's just a culmination of energy, non-spirit. Okay. Okay. And, you know, uh, when you when your brother said, take me to the nearest tree, really what he was doing is grounding himself and trying to, like, recharge yeah. himself a little bit, I think. Because Absolutely. nature, taking your shoes off, walking in the grass, grasping a tree, whatever, I think that helps a lot. And that's why, guys, when he told you that, um, that's why he wanted to do that. So a lot of my listeners may not know that, but you do now. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, let me just help your listeners for a moment. And this is because I not only am I a high seer, but I am an educator. Okay. And for me, I take all of my abilities and I say well you know what's what's the point of having all this ability if I can't help others train them teach them to be able to right. utilize their own gifts as well yeah. so everything comes for me in the form of a lesson so come on listeners listen up yeah, right <laughs> so one of the things that we do when we're regrounding ourselves, let me just tell you what it visually looks like okay. when you are having a really hard day you get home from work and your body is drained and it's deficient because you spent the entire day, you know, emotionally drained or maybe physically drained. To recalibrate in touching, you know, grass or trees or leaves, what's actually happening is the energy nature and like because there's literally energy around nature, it starts to work with you yeah. and it works with you in tandem. And it says, well, I will help you release that. So by touching blades of grass, your energy goes into the root system of that grass. Mm. If you touch a tree, your energy goes into the root system of that tree down. And trees are actually phenomenal because they go down and they go upward. They go to the canopy and they go to the root. Nice. But in those moments, that elemental nature energy is saying, I am here to be of assistance. So let me help you reabsorb that in other ways. And they also bring in some of that ground energy up yes. into the body. So it's this reciprocity that ends up happening. Yeah, yeah. And I do that sometimes when I'm in places where, and I, I'm not like you, I can't do the things you can do. But if I'm at a place where there's more people than I really want to be, because I, I don't even go around crowds anymore, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> It's like, I'm, I'm so different than I used to be. I don't know what happened to me. But now I just, we have some acreage not too far away from here, about an hour and a half. We have 36 acres and, and a little house out there. And I love being outside when it's not real hot. Let me, let me rephrase that. But when I can go out there and just be in nature or even in my own backyard here in the city and just go grab one of my trees, I've done that. And I don't even, didn't even realize I was doing it. And then all of a sudden somebody said it and I was like, oh, that, that's what that is. Okay. I thought I was just like saying, hi, tree, I'm here. You know, <laughs> Exactly. And you know, and in my sessions, dependent on the person, I do teach this whole technique of being able to 
communicate to your higher self, to yourself nice. through using trees. So when, when that whole new trend came out on TikTok of you can talk to a tree in this way, right. I poo-pooed that a little bit. And I challenged people because I kept on saying, well, what you're doing, if you could consciously work in the way that trees communicate, you can get a lot more information because okay. there's some really phenomenal, phenomenal ways to intuit information from tree energy. But since it's Halloween, let me tell you another scary story. Yeah, tell me another scary story. I'd love it. <laughs> Obviously, you see that I can get distracted by so many oh, phenomenal things. I'm, that I'm not helping you. I'm, I'm over here keeping keeping it going. I'm over here distracting you too. And we can take this out. I'm telling you, I just I love these stories though. Well, let me tell you an example of energy that is more collective in terms of spirit energy because there's lots of spirit energies that multiple people will see so many times i get asked about well what about this certain energy that multiple people will claim to have seen mm -hmm. and those are really interesting because those are more about imprints and certain imprints are so big that they have a hard time kind of leaving mm. they have a hard time kind of disintegrating and moving on right right and my sister had one now i have twin sisters and one of them is so afraid to see that she only sees in her alpha state when she's neither awake nor asleep or she only sees when she's sleeping okay. and her ability to see is always through trauma and she's always been like this and okay. she'll have all these precog dreams of someone hurting someone and she's learned to gain a lot of evidence so since she was a child, she'll wake up and she'll tell the family, here's what you're looking for. Here's what to be aware of. And we keep our eyes peeled and we watch the news and we're always able to find it. Always. Yeah, yeah. We've never not been able to find her vision. Well, this sister of mine, just a few years ago, I'm in her home and I'm watching her kind of, she's an alpha. She's kind of like cooking, kind of in that like natural hypnotic state. And I am looking at a spirit energy that is not connected to my family or her husband's family. And I'm watching it. And it's, and it's been in her home for a while. Okay. And it's in the corner. And I told her, I said, so, sis, I said, are you aware of any other spirit energy in this home? And she kind of gets a little, you know, a little afraid. And she goes, well, what do you mean? And, and my siblings all know what I do. What do you mean? And I, <laughs> right? And she goes, you mean not the spirits that I normally see? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, this one is female, and my sister's eyes get really big, and she says, does she have long brown hair? And I mm -hmm. said, she does. And my sister says, I have been hiding from her. <gasps> and immediately, I see what my sister sees. And the version that my sister sees of her is a very different version of me. Okay. I see her as, as you know, a woman. She's very, very fair. She's wearing like a certain kind of dress. It does look like it's wet. She's got long brown hair. But she's following my sister for very specific reasons. And this is going to sound really, really wild. But I see this spirit energy around a lot of insecure individuals, oh, okay. specifically women. I haven't seen the spirit energy around men. And I usually just keep my mouth shut, right? But right. this is my sister, so I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. Sure. So my sister describes her. And my sister describes her in the way that the body was found. And that's trauma, oh. right? Because some people only see through, through trauma. And she says, I was hoping that was in my imagination, and now I'm a little upset that you told me that. And I said, describe her. And she described the dress. She's like, she's always wet. She's got this long brown hair that's kind of scraggly, almost like she's in water. Her body is bloated. Her body is pale. And I said, yes, but what you don't understand is that you're only seeing her in the way that the body was found. And in reality, there's so many things that happened before that body was found. Mm. And she says, well, is this place haunted? We're the first people who lived on this in, in this home. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This home is not haunted. She's drawn to you. Now, this is where most little baby witches will say, oh, that's an attachment. And I always say, no, that's not an attachment. Somehow, 
through your emotions, you have opened up a portal, and that energy was trying to match your frequency, oh. which is why my sister is not the only person who you know sees this. And she says, well, what do I do? And I said, well, you are currently terrified of this individual. She says, I know. She says she literally comes up to me as I'm falling asleep, and she puts her face next to mine. And I said, I know. I don't like it when they do that, because they do do that. I said, but if you could see through your fear, my sister says, please help me. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll give you this one for free. Normally, I make everyone work for it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Even my sister. Yeah. And I explain. And, and here's what's interesting. As I'm describing this, I guarantee you, you might have another follower or listener who's actually seen the same spirit energy. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. She, she looks very much like the grudge, if I'm being honest. Oh, wow. That light. Okay. So I said, so this spirit, when they were in body, they lived in France and, you know, they were a sex worker only because they needed to have money for this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Got involved in the wrong kinds of things. The body, you know, she was unfortunately murdered and she was thrown into a very, very shallow river. And she was left in that shallow river for a really long time mm -hmm. until the body was finally found. And when the body was finally found, there was a lot of bloating and distension that had happened. Right. But that left such a huge imprint you know, basic insecurity and trauma and more that that imprint is being picked up on by certain individuals that are very similar to that. And my sister is a, you know, she's a wonderful intuitive, but she has, you know, like a normal person, some strange insecurities, but those little insecurities parallel this woman's life expression. Mm. So my sister says, I got some homework to do. And so she started to do some homework, meaning like every time I see her now, I'm going to try to see her in a different way. And, yes. and it was hard for her. But then one day my sister calls me up and she says, you'll never believe what just happened. Mm. And I said, what happened? She goes, that spirit energy finally changed. And I said, well, what did you do differently? She says, I was lying down and I opened my eyes and all I could see was her face next to me with her wet hair all over her face. And I said, yes. what did you do differently, though? She says, in that moment, I said to myself, I'm going to choose to see who you were before trauma happened yes. and she goes not only did i choose to say that but i choose to believe it because we can say it until we're blue yes. in the face but until you believe it she goes and in that moment something shifted and i thought of her as someone's daughter someone's sister my sister has children so she was like i just thought about her that way she goes instantly that spirit energy moved her wet hair and i saw this glowing face oh. she says and everything shifted and her whole body shifted her clothing shifted and I said that was amazing and I and so since then I have said have you seen her ever again and she goes I haven't seen her again wow. and I said but here's the thing though Leslie I said but that spirit energy is not gone and my sister said I know and I said because she is currently and my sister said she's around my daughter and she is because the daughter is going through things but you see how oh. interesting these things are it's not attachment it's not attached to that home not attached to even this country yes. not attached to my sister it's attached to the emotion and guess what leslie we all have access to emotion so certain spirit energies are just enormous and magnanimous that way because of the echo consciousness that happened in their lifespan they're trying to match your frequency of exactly. uh, yeah of energy because she's not a ghost no, she no, no, no. she probably no. went yeah she went immediately to the other side but whatever frequency that imprint or whatever it was i don't know if that's what it is is that what it is that imprint of energy Mark, thank you for using that language it is not spirit it is not ghost it is an imprint okay. and that imprint it's so tricky because imprints still communicate like like spirit energy but it's not technically spirit you're just picking up on the imprint and so many things that we think are spirit because we can see them and hear them is many times just an imprint 
But she picked up on it and then she let it go. And this happens all the time, all the time, yeah. <laughs> everywhere, especially people believe that, you know, during the month of October, especially close to All Hallows Eve, that, you know, we have been told many times, well, the veil must be very, very thin. And my reaction is, well, of course the veil is thin, but the veil is thin every month. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, and I loved, I loved your response to someone else who said, is my house haunted? You're like, everybody's haunted. Everybody has spirits around them. You know what Everyone, I mean? right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, before we started recording, I was talking to you because, guys, he doesn't know that I can talk to mom and everything. You, you all know this and he didn't. And I was like, you know, I know I sound crazy. He goes, you don't sound crazy. You are talking to her. And that just made me feel even better because I've had other people say that, but not like he did. So it made me feel really good that I'm not insane. <laughs> Well, and I, what I love about what you said is that if we were to zoom ourselves out and be a little bit more pragmatic, you know, uh, if we say, well, if we define any location, you know, that has spirit energy in it or energy in it as haunting, then technically everywhere is haunted. Right. And if you define craziness as someone who is able to communicate to energy and spirit, then technically everyone has access to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone well, and it's does. funny, Kimo, because the more I talked to my mom, and you know, remember that at first I was like, "Can you talk to Marilyn Monroe and all that?" And she's like, "It's not like that. We're all the same." If I really wanted to, I could talk to Marilyn Monroe. Of course, I know. You'd I be guess. surprised how many people have Marilyn Monroe as their spirit guide. You'd be surprised. Really? Oh, that is so funny because um, I was like, "Why can't I communicate with somebody that I really would love to talk to, like Einstein or or Princess Diana or whoever, you know?" And just go, "Hey, I just want to understand how you felt and give you a virtual hug and just understand that the paparazzi are horrible, but who knows what happened and that was your path and God bless you and all the things because your higher self does stay on the other side." But like portions of your higher self come down at different, at, right? And it's all happening at once. Even if you're having a life here or a life back in the 1500s or a life in the future, it's all the same, right? Well, I love that. Yes, you are already, you have an A plus in my book already. Oh. <laughs> and when it comes, my view on past life is a little different just because I look at the frequency and yes, we can tune into past lives and future lives and more. But because time is nonlinear, time yes. is cyclical, time is a circle, which means that technically in your life expression right now, Leslie, anything that you feel could be past life is technically happening at the same time. Yeah, it's you know? really a past and life. That's where it gets confusing, right? <laughs> and we're not, I don't think we're supposed to understand everything. You know, it can't be explained away and, and, and we weren't supposed to. But are you able to pick up on past, li well, past lives? Are you able to yeah. pick on lives? Yes. And again, my viewpoint is a little different. It's just because I can see it. Oh. You know, and it's many people who you'll go to see a regressionist and a regressionist is very, very helpful yes. and aids you in the process of retrieval. But for me, it is literally a library that is open at all times. Yes. And it's, it's me identifying which books you've checked out. And then also, if you're ready to do the work, how can you return that book and say, and I no longer want to receive these lessons? Okay. Because every book is a lesson. Every imprint is a lesson, which is where we start to get things confused with, uh, you know, karma, yes. you know, which says... You know, you did something wrong to someone, you're going to have to repeat that in another life. And I say, well, why? why? Why repeat any of that? Why don't you learn the lesson now and then move on? <laughs> exactly. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I mean, like I said, you're so fascinating on the things that you can see and pick up on that are so different than other people I've interviewed. But there's still that core same thing of it's energy, guys. 
It's just energy. And it's not scary. It's not always scary. I'm sure there are things that are a little more negative because they're negative, just like your sister saw something negative because maybe she was afraid of it. And it's more that way as opposed to it's a demon and we're going to call a priest in. (laughs) Let me give you an example. Uh, The majority of things that I see on TikTok and Instagram are actually not real, but some of them are real. And there is one that I debunked recently uh, where this man has lots of spirit activity. He's been filming it in his house for a while. And there is a moment where it makes contact and it throws a knife at his head. And when I, when I, exactly. When I look at that, my immediate reaction is I can see the stress and the fear that's going on with the people who live there. Mm-hmm. But most intuitives are going to say, you've got to get out of the house. You've got to bless the house. They're going to form an attachment. And I always say, stop and pause. You're literally feeding fear factor. Mm-hmm. Should that energy have thrown something at you? Absolutely. No, no, it should not have done that. However, there is, and I'm not going to validate this, but there is a reason why that energy did that. And you can always find the genesis. And the genesis, it's like talking to a tantruming child. You know, I specialize in children. I work with children well, from all ages. It's like that but one thing that you, in, it's like the guy in the shower. You weren't giving him that energy and he yes. was throwing a tantrum in your kitchen. And, and, and they do that. Yeah. So when I tune into this, this specific energy to this man in this home, I'm looking at the fact that it's a dominant female. And that dominant female energy, because there's spirit energy, then there's also energy. Mm. And the two of them are kind of getting confused a little bit. But there is dominant female energy in this home that is not happy that he has literally remarried, you know. And it's just this weird, strange connection thing. So that spirit is literally, it's like you have a teenager who's slamming their door. Get out of my room, mom. It's the same thing with spirit. And it's the same thing with energy. They throw tantrums. And that was a tantrum. And it threw a knife. It literally threw a knife wow. and it hit him in the head. Um, and, you know, he had a little bit of a cut. But in that moment, it's like a teenager throws a tantrum and then they kind of blow off steam and they feel a little bit better afterwards. That spirit energy and energy in that home did the same thing. It was one of those, well, I was really angry. I didn't mean to hit you. I just was really angry right. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we focus on. If we could speak to energy and spirit as if it's a tantruming child or a teenager it's actually a lot easier to deal with them you know it's so true and i'm going to even i'm going to change courses here because we're just going to because i got to ask you while i got you on the phone i'm going to ask you some good questions or at least i think what my listeners would like what do you think of loch ness what do you think of bigfoot what do you think of aliens tell me everything yeah i would i would fill your ear full too much when it comes to aliens because i have they're out there baby they're out there yeah yeah yeah, well i have a very specific connection to alien oh um i do and only because because I communicate my paramount ability is energy. You know, that's how we communicate extraterrestrially is always through energy. Oh, wow. So that is literally a direct line. Wow. And that's the okay. thing that tends to like scare people the most, you know, and I don't do a lot of those conversations online because spirits are scary enough and people right if that scares people <laughs> it's even harder for them to hear about aliens right but what do you think about bigfoot and loch ness and all that well you know there have been you know as a kid i was fascinated by those sure. kinds of things but as i tune into sentient nature energy mm-hmm. and i'm always tuning into nature energy okay. and i'm always tuning into sentient energy within nature energy 
I haven't been able to locate Bigfoot, but I, right now I'm, I'm in, you know, the Quinault Rainforest outside of Seattle, and it's known for having that right. kind of energy in there. Chemo, do you think it's interdimensional? Well, it's a, no, no, not, not really. Okay. However, they are energies, even though I can't locate them exactly, I can pinpoint what they feel like. Because they communicate through energy. They're very empathic, sentient individuals, right? And they're so in tune that there is the ability to be able to shield and cloak themselves. Now, I don't mean they literally turn invisible, you know, but I also don't necessarily not mean that. (laughs) Yeah, we just can't figure it out. But at least we know that they do exist, correct? Well, here's what's really going to get you. Not only do they exist, but there are so many other sentient beings out there that we can literally find, but we will never find them because they will never want to be found. And Loch Ness is one of those. Okay. Yeah. No. And I, I totally get where you're going with this because believe me, I think we would have found them way before now had they been. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. And I could get into the alien story, but, um, we, what we need to do is what I want to do is I want to have you back on because we need to talk aliens. My, I I, I, love that. My listeners. Well, I haven't done one just on aliens. So I, we, we should do that and have you back on and literally talk about aliens maybe uh, toward the beginning of next year. And by the way, are you able to do any predictions or anything for the rest of this year at all for the world? You know, th- that is actually something that I, I don't do. Okay. And the only reason why I don't do that is that there will always be disaster. There will always oh, right, be disaster. Right. Now, yeah. there are definitely timelines that I see, okay. but I the reason why I don't open up about those timelines is the more energy I bring to death and destruction, you know, and I, and I bring more awareness yeah. about that, then we have a tendency as humans to follow that as right. bias. Right. And, right. But there are definitely individuals, some living, um, who have the ability to cause mass destruction mm. right now. And when I look at them, I think to myself, wow, you've got everyone fooled, but you actually hold the button to something quite dangerous. I just hope that you don't trigger that button in your timeline. Right. There's lots of individuals who do that. Oh, yeah. And I think, honestly, I think that's been going on for since since humanity started. So Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. which is why I don't do big, large world predictions, just right. because they, they exist, those timelines are out there. I just don't want to bias our energy to push right. us towards that. Right. Anything good, though, that you can talk to us about? always there's always that listen the timelines go both ways they go up and they go down right they go up and they go down now well i i actually love to look at the timelines that are dispelling bigotry and you know misogyny and more those are my favorite ones and we do have those timelines are they immediate no they're not immediate but we are currently in the planting phase where it's like things are going good and things go to hell you know, yeah, with all yeah. of this stuff that's going on with, you know, governing women's bodies and more. Right. It's like things get really, really bad before things start to turn around. Okay. And unfortunately, we're kind of in that phase right now. Right. We're no, in I that, agree. like, mm-hmm. phase of our uh, humanity, especially here in America, where we're getting, we're kind of going backwards again. Yeah, we and are. it's going to yeah. do that until it unwinds and then super trajects us into a timeline that says, wow, we've we got a little crazy for a moment. Let's sober up. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and I just don't want things to repeat themselves. But, you know, it's one of those things where I think uh, Mother Earth is also kind of going through her own little tantrum right now. And she and she absolutely should because we haven't treated her very well. And I think she's going to have some 
what do you call it? Get rid of some of that bad energy. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, and there go the hurricanes and, and all the things that she has to do. Um, and guys, if nothing else, just everybody just stay safe and, you know, think the best of everyone if you possibly can. Throw some love into the world. Um, love your neighbors, even if you don't agree. And I talked to you guys about this so many times. And Chemo, tell everyone where they can find you. You've been fantastic. Oh, Lindsay, I could talk to you forever. And oh, thank dear. you for saying what you just said about just loving your neighbor. And, and I myself have to remind myself to do that because there are yes. so many individuals who like really struggle with my information and really push up against me. And I have to always remember that if I can look through their judgment of who I am, even though my human reaction is to get angry, right. if I can look through, if I can look through that, I can actually see the version of them that is not like that. Yes. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. Um, where you can find me. So I have a website okay. that you are welcome to peruse. I have a lot of professional videos on that website. You can see how I intuit the way that I communicate what I look like. That is thelightseer.com. I also have uh, TikTok, which is yes. the lightseer. I also warn people, there's a lot of fake people imitating my information. So the lightseer, it's just spelled just like that. There's no hyphens, there's no underscores, there's no, nothing is spelled incorrect. Right, <laughs> that right, is my yeah, name. Yeah. And if you wanted to find me on Instagram, it would be Aloha Lights here. Love it. But I encourage you to follow me because every video, I post a, I post an educational video, yes. then I'll post a debunking video, then an educational video and so forth. So lots of learning in there. You explain things so well and you're so fun to watch. I mean, you literally, no, it's just the truth. You're so fun to watch and you're just a ball of love. I think it just feels like that. When I watch you, I feel better. It's fun to watch you. Uh, so it's just the truth. And, uh, but no, I'm going to add all of your stuff on my show notes and I will have you back. We are going to do a series on aliens, whether you like it or not, you're going to come back. I would <laughs> love to be a series regular. I mean, I, and you, you saw that my brain goes everywhere. So, you know, we'll, you I'll focus in. I'll be a series regular. Oh, and I tell you, I have really, I could talk to you for another 17 hours. I swear to God. But anyway, chemo, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Leslie. And, and thank you so much to the listeners. I really appreciate you at least entertaining the fact that, you know, we can think of energy in a different way. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.